State Sycamores are tournament champions. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, and Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Northern Iowa back in the NCAA tournament. Wichita State Shockers, winners of the Missouri Valley Conference. Back again for another week here on the Inside the Valley podcast. Derek Dockett with you, joined uh, by my newly found friend, Joey Spivey, out of uh, the great state of Iowa. We've had weather, warm weather. I don't know how the how the temps have been for you guys, but this uh, February uh, this week was uh, pretty pleasant uh, for us down here in Missouri. Yeah, no, it's been incredible. We were um, we hovered just around 40 today, but yesterday and Friday we were both well into the 50s. Yeah, it was uh, about 75 degrees on, oh, wow. uh, on Saturday. I was I was inside the pool uh, uh, watching the Swimming and Diving Championship. More on that later, but I didn't get the chance to experience outside until today a little bit. But uh, these warm weathers don't exactly have me thinking of what February – uh, normally is so uh but it's nice to it's nice to have it i ain't gonna complain I, about that <laughs> no I've, I've got nothing to complain about up here absolutely um in this week's episode we got a lot to get into um uh, we've got a regular season champion in men's basketball we've got a new uh first place well i shouldn't say new they're solely uh first place in women's basketball um swimming and diving champs were crowned and we've got a another championship before basketball coming up very quickly. So it's a lot of stuff going on here, here in the Valley. And I'm actually pleased to announce that our uh, podcasts are officially uh, within iTunes. So uh, if folks want to subscribe, uh, share, rate, do all those things that you should do with podcasts, uh, hop into iTunes and the po- podcast section, search for Missouri Valley Conference, uh, there's only one. It'll say Missouri Valley Conference podcast and the inside the valley will show up and you can subscribe and get everything delivered to your iTunes, to your phone, to your tablet, however you subscribe to uh podcast. So uh, we're making waves and and hopefully we'll have more than just even this, the inside the valley. I'm hoping to get even some more audio bits and whatnot uh, into that feed. So we have a little mini podcast network of uh, valley related content. So uh, exciting stuff there. Building the brand. Yeah, that's what Build we try to do. That's what we try to do. So, um, I guess let's let's hop into stuff uh, before uh, we talk about our regular season champs, uh, Tom Ackerman of KMOX Sports, KMOX Radio here in St. Louis, uh, has the uh, every Sunday the NBC report uh, highlighting everything going on in Valley men's basketball. So uh, here's the latest from Tom Ackerman, KMOX Radio, St. Louis, with the NBC report. The madness starts at the arch as the State Farm Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Championship hits the hardwood at Scott Trade Center March 3rd through 6th in St. Louis. Don't miss any action as 10 Missouri Valley teams battle for an automatic NCAA berth. Arch Madness, presented by Fox Sports Midwest and Aetna. For tickets, call 800-745-3000. That's 800-745-3000 or visit archmadness.com. Back on the Valley Report, I'm Tom Ackerman. Well, yesterday, three games, and Evansville was the big winner yesterday. The Aces get a win, 
83-71 over Southern Illinois. Evansville, led by Coach Marty Simmons, he was a great player in his day, took care of business with Igidius Muscovichus getting a double-double, 11 points and 12 rebounds. But D.J. Ballantyne, one of the best scorers in the country, 27 points. He's the NCAA's active leading scorer, 27 for D.J. He played all 40 minutes. He had six assists and three rebounds in Evansville with those two stars. Get the win, but Jalen Brown also with 19 points. And Evansville beats Southern Illinois 83-71. Northern Iowa, huge win at home, beating Illinois State 75-66. Watch that one, and it looked good with five players in double figures. Cook, Washburn, Bohannon, Morgan, and Jesperson, all dangerous. And Northern Iowa is just really clicking right now and beat a very good team in Illinois State, 75-66. The other game yesterday, Bradley beat Drake, 73-70. Those are the bottom two teams in the league right now. Elsewhere in the Valley today, it'll be Wichita State taking a look at them playing Indiana State. They'll face a very good team in the Sycamores with Brenton Scott leading all MVC sophomores in Career three-pointers made, 125. That ranks 7th best among all NCAA sophomores. That one tips off at 3 o'clock Central Time on ESPNU. Also at 3, Loyola, the Ramblers, lead the nation in points from its non-starters since January 16th, and the Ramblers play at Missouri State today. That one's on ESPN 3 at 3 o'clock Central. The Bears have a three-game home winning streak going. But Wichita State, the Shockers right now by virtue of second place Illinois State's loss at Northern Iowa yesterday, Wichita State has secured at least a share of its third consecutive Missouri Valley Conference regular season title. Wichita State's defense is just tremendous on the road. Three 23 field goal percentage by opponents that leads the nation since January 1st the last seven road contests for Wichita State just a tremendous defense and here they go again now taking on Indiana State today on the road so you're seeding right now for Arch Madness it's clear that the number one seed is going to be Wichita State, earning at least a share of the Valley title in the regular season. Evansville right now with an 11-5 record is tied with Illinois State at second in the league, and Southern Illinois is 10-6 and six in the Valley Conference, currently hanging on to the fourth seed in the tournament. Northern Iowa is 9-7. and seven. Ben Jacobson, one of the steady, great coaches in the country. The Panthers struggled at parts of this year, but 9-7 and seven right now in the Valley in fifth in conference. Indiana State and Missouri State tied with 7-8 and eight records, and the number 8 team is Loyola at 6-9. and nine. And I mentioned Bradley and Drake rounding out the Valley Standing. So the Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament. Hope you grab some tickets for that. It's going to be a great one. March 3rd through the 6th at Scott Trade Center. We can't wait to see you there. And we really think that it's one of the great values in St. Louis sports. And if you talk to anybody around the country, they will tell you that the Missouri Valley Conference runs a postseason basketball tournament like a Final Four. There is no conference in the country that runs one better. There might be some that get a little more attention. But the Missouri Valley Conference is going to get a lot of attention this year because it's on its own. It happens a weekend before all of those other conference tournaments, what they call championship week. So we hope you join us at Scott Trade Center. It's the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, archmadness.com. I'm Tom Ackerman. This has been the Valley Report on KMOX. Appreciate uh, the folks at KMOX for their support of promoting the Valley and Arch Madness coming up.
uh, gosh, <laughs> March 36 is just about here. The end of, we're already in February, the end of February. So it's March incredible. Madness is coming. Uh, Sunday's games that Tom didn't get into, uh, pretty much the most notable thing now, we have a regular season champ, a three-peat regular season champ. Wichita State uh, knocked off Indiana State on Sunday. The Shockers are now regular season champs for the third consecutive year. Uh, it is the Shockers' uh, third championship joining Southern Illinois to do uh, a three-peat. Uh, the Salukis did a four-in-a-row 2001-2 season to 2004-5 season. Uh, funny enough, I got this note uh, emailed to me from uh, Mike Kern, uh, who does the uh, men's basketball media relations for the Valley. Uh, the Shockers actually ended SIU's run uh, in their 05-06 championship winning uh, <laughs> championship. So oddly how that works out. Um, Absolutely. But the Shockers. And- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. I was just. I um. If you've got more to say, I was just going to talk about how how dominating Wichita State has been and in, in securing this. Obviously, the first two um with that that undefeated run, but uh, this one especially, just given the adversity they faced early on with the injuries. Once they got into, into the conference season, they really hit their stride. They hit that bump with the Illinois State loss and then the Northern Iowa loss. Uh, but these last three games, especially. All 30-plus point wins, including that New Mexico State game, which I think a lot of people thought would be much closer than that scoreboard showed. Um, the, the the Shockers are back, and they are sprinting towards the NCAA tournament. Yeah, absolutely. No, you, you, you nailed it. I mean, we, we, everyone made a big deal about the two losses, but, um, hey, sometimes those things serve up as wake-up calls, and, and it makes people turn it on even more, and that's that's – kind of what they did today the Shockers uh an 84-51 win over Indiana State uh three four Shockers in in double figures uh Baker 14 Morris 11 Brown 11 and McDuffie 11 man I think everybody on the roster got some playing time so this this they they pulled away early and they 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 didn't look back um counting this year's title Wichita State uh earned has earned 10 uh NBC basketball titles all time Tops ahead of schools, Southern Illinois with eight, Drake seven, Bradley six. Uh, Oklahoma State and Creighton lead all time with 15 crowns in Valley in uh, Valley men's basketball. And Greg Marshall now has four NBC crowns, more than any other coach wow. in Shocker history. So he, we know that he became the winningest coach uh, in Wichita State history. So he's now, he's got, now has the most number of titles. So they'll be looking at, I'm sure uh, – to add the Arch Madness title to their trophy case as well. But um, we know the trials and tribulations of Wichita State this year. Fred Van Veebling hurt. We don't have to get into that. But uh, they are the regular season champs, three-peat. And uh, we'll see if that's enough for for uh, getting them motivated for Arch Madness and, and what their seed might be. But uh, they're rolling. Yeah. There's not much, much, not much more you can say about it. And the Shockers, are they are used to taking every other team's best shot. Um, and they're they're going to have to to field those again coming into Arch Madness. They were able to Illinois State and you and I were both a, able to figure out some way to to knock them off. And a lot of that was was pressure, early pressure, sinking into a zone when they had to. Uh, and Wichita State, 
especially after that Northern Iowa loss, just said, well, if you're going to turn up the pressure on us, we're going to do what we do and we're going to play a little angrier. We're going to turn up that pressure one more notch. And that's what they've done. They're forcing turnovers. They're stealing the ball. They're attacking the basket. It's it's going to be a tough team to beat in Arch Madness. Yeah, absolutely. Another team that is rolling, uh, the other Sunday game was uh, Missouri State and Loyola. The Ramblers got the win there, 75-62 in Springfield. The Ramblers have now won four of their last five ball games. Uh, today, uh, Devin Turk had 20, Montel James 14, Milton Doyle 12 for the Ramblers in the win. Uh, are the Ramblers putting it together at the right time? Of course, now they've got a matchup with Wichita State coming into Chicago uh, is their next game. But, hey, it, it's never a bad time to get a winning streak late in the season, especially if you're trying to gear up to get into Arch Madness. Yeah, they've found a little bit of chemistry here. This isn't a team that is – consistently shot the three ball all that well today um was the exception they were 42 percent when they can do that successfully that's obviously a that's a good formula for anybody but uh Loyola's that this Loyola along with Drake and Bradley um the final three winless teams early in the Valley Conference season and when you look at those three teams and what they've got going for them, what they've got in the future. I think Loyola obviously stood out as the odd man in that group. Uh, they've been able to turn it around, definitely do some successful things. Milton Doyle moving to the bench and coming off there has has found still some, some consistency issues with production. Uh, but when he can get involved, Turk and Peterson are two big guys as well when that gets going. Um, Turk was huge today, though, for him. Absolutely. Uh, the Bears had four players in double figures with Daquan Miller at 16, leading the way. Cameron Boone with 12, Chris Kendricks 10, and Dixon with 10. So right now, here are the Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball standings. Wichita State, of course, the regular season champ 14-2 and two overall. Uh, Evansville and Illinois State both at 11-5. and five. Southern Illinois is 10-6. and six. Northern Iowa 9-7. We've got three teams, three teams at 7-9 and nine with Loyola, Indiana State, and Missouri State. And Bradley at three and thirteen, and Drake coming up uh, at the bottom of the standing. So we've got uh, some tiebreakers uh, to figure out with the two seed, and I believe Evansville right now may have that tiebreaker over Illinois State and the seven and nine log jam between Loyola, Indiana State, and Missouri State. I'm not even going to get into. Cause I can't <laughs> figure it out. I don't know what it is, uh, but we still will have to figure out what the uh, the the seeds will be completely. But we do know that Wichita State will be the one seed. And they are the regular season champs. So that's uh, mostly it for men's basketball. Uh, switching over to uh, women's basketball, those standings are becoming a little bit more interesting because right now we have a new leader in uh, at the top of the standings. And I say I shouldn't say new. We've just got a, a sole leader as Northern Iowa got the win uh, over Drake. Uh, taking over sole possession of first place. They beat them 85-74 on Friday night. Uh, UNI is now 16-9 overall and 11-3 and in league play. Um, we'll quick, we'll, easy for me to say real quickly, the women's basketball standings have Northern Iowa at 11-3 at the top, Missouri State and Drake, followed by Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois got a big win over Missouri State in Carbondale, so the Slukies are coming on too. Uh, Loyola, Indiana State, Illinois State, Bradley, Wichita, and Evansville. Those seeds might be even more interesting to figure out than the men because there is a lot of games still. There are still games we play, but they, there is even more tight. There is less room for error for teams on the women's side of the standings right now. 
And this uh, this win streak that Northern Iowa has been able to put together at this point in the season has been huge because there was a point where it, it was still pretty tight at the top. Drake was able to to win out a week that I think you and I lost either one or two of those games, and it looked like Drake was a team that wasn't going to be caught. They were scoring the ball well, and they were just winning the games on their schedule. And then all of a sudden, we've seen back-to-back losses from this Drake Bulldogs team where they, they have looked completely out of character from what we've seen early in the season, having trouble scoring at really any point in the game. Um, and they are not shooting the three ball well at all. They're getting some production from their regular players, but they, they, they've got some things to figure out heading towards the end of the season here. Yeah, I want to reiterate, there is still nothing determined on the women's side. Uh, Missouri State and Drake obviously both well well within it, but – uh, Northern Iowa making things interesting uh, uh, along the way. So uh, that race is going to be fun to uh, see how that turns out. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, I was in Carbondale for the Swimming and Diving Championship, and I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about swimming and diving, but that championship came down to the last event, the very last event, and the champion was crowned by half of a point. Um, we'll get into that and – I got a chance to meet a brand-new coach bringing a brand-new program into the Valley and Swimming and Diving. Uh, That and more as uh, we continue here the Inside the Valley podcast. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship first and second rounds, March 18th and 20th at Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. Single-session tickets are on sale now. Visit NCAA.com slash MBB tickets today. Back here on the Inside the Valley podcast, Derek Dockett and Joey Spivey with you talking all things Missouri Valley Conference. And this past weekend, we actually crowned our latest Missouri Valley Conference champion. Uh, The Swimming and Diving Championships concluded on Saturday evening in Carbondale. Southern Illinois host the Swimming and Diving Championship. Uh, It's almost, it's not a permanent site, but they've been doing it every year. Gosh, it may have been for the, the last 25 or 26 years in a row. Um, they've got a fantastic facility for swimming and diving there. Um, and we were there Wednesday through Saturday for what turned out to be quite uh, an event as we just ha- we concluded the, the most tightly contested championship meet in conference history. Um, I say that because the Salukis are the swimming and diving champions for 2016, uh, edging out Missouri State. The final tally... Southern Illinois, 799.5. Missouri State, 799. Half a point was the difference. Um, this, this The championship actually came down. Not only was it half a point, but it came down to the very last event, which was the 400 uh, freestyle relay. Um, going into it, Southern had to finish faster than Missouri State uh, to claim the championship. Uh, anything else, Missouri State would have come out on top. Um, the race was a three-headed beast with Northern Iowa, Missouri State, and Southern. Um, and those three were just neck and neck for 80% of the race. It was insane. I had never been in uh, a building that loud in a while. It's a small facility, but they shove about you know, 300, 400 people in that place, and they're all parents, so they're tied to these kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs. Um, but – Northern Iowa finished first in that race, followed by Southern Illinois and Missouri State. Therefore, uh, Southern Edge Missouri State with the half a point championship victory. It was just insane. 
half a point that they earned. I was just looking at this earned by uh, beating the other team's time by 0.65 seconds. Yes. That was the difference between that second and third spot. That's incredible. Yes. I, I urge people, we, we had uh, Southern Illinois all access crew. They produced the uh, video stream for the Valley's YouTube channel um, for uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, the finals. Uh, If you folks want to check it out that the last uh, portion of Saturday, day four, uh, scroll f- scroll forward and watch it because it's great. I actually pulled the video of just the 400 freestyle relay uh, and made that its own video. Uh, it was just great. It was it was a fantastic finish. Congratulations to Southern. Uh, it w- it made for a great dramatic championship. It was fun to be there uh, to see it and experience it. Um, I don't know much about swimming, but like I said, it was fantastic atmosphere and, and it was emotional for the Southern kids because many of those, especially the ones that were seniors there. Um, it was their first time getting the taste of the championship because Missouri State has been dominant. They won something like 12 of the last 13 uh, women's swimming and diving championships in the Valley. So uh, Southern uh, got the job done, and uh, congratulations to them. And Coach Rick Walker, who did a quite a, a dive off the uh, platform into the pool uh, after they won. I guess he made a promise to his team that if they won, he would go in all close, and he did it. So uh, that I, I posted a gif of that on uh, the Valley's uh, Twitter account and on Facebook. You felt free to check that out and, and I guess, rate his uh, his technique there. Yeah, Derek, what would you give him on a, on a scale of 1 to 10? I gave him a 10 because I can't do it. <laughs> that's, that's more courage than I got, so it was fantastic. Um, but on the same, on the same uh, 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 topic of swimming and diving, uh, a new program coming into the league next year, Indiana State's adding swimming and diving for the women. And their coach, uh, Matt Leach, uh, was was at the championship, got a chance to meet him and talk to him, uh, went out to dinner a couple nights. And, and, you know, just I got to learn more about swimming from him. He got to learn more about the Valley from uh, from us. Uh, But I actually got the chance to sit down with him uh, during the championship and and sort of find out what it's like to sort of build a program from scratch, uh, his background and, and how the things are going in Indiana State. They got a brand new facility that they'll be swimming in for the next season. Um, and and we had to actually got a chance to sit down and talk. And uh, without further ado, I'll throw it to that interview. Uh, here's Matt Leach, the head coach, Indiana State Swimming and Diving. Finishing up the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Swimming and Diving Championship. And right now, uh, pleased to be joined by a uh, brand new coach in the league, bringing a brand new program into the league for swimming. Uh, Indiana State will join the Valley in the 2016-17 year, uh, be at the championship in 17. Uh, Matt Leach is the new coach for starting a new program there. Uh, Matt, I guess, first of all, thanks for taking time. And it's good to see you in Carbondale and meet you here uh, at the 2016 championship. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's been a great championship, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, obviously creating this team, building it up next year, and hopefully coming in to the, to the Valley strong and seeing w- what we can do. I guess the first question is, I've never known exactly everything that goes into swimming, but I can only imagine what it takes to sort of build a program from scratch. Uh, I know you've been doing the the, uh, the updates with Swim Swam online. Uh, can you just talk about a little bit about the process of when you got hired on and what it's like building a program, uh, recruiting kids to start a brand yeah, I uh, joined Indiana State uh, Athletics in July, the beginning of July, as the recruiting process uh, opens up for for us current seniors. And so, you know, 
trying to find the right student athlete and trying to build a program based on nothing but sole vision of what you want to try and create. And, uh, you know, the, the big three things for us were, were hardworking students, having really good grades, um, being a really good person, really good character, and wanting to be a really good teammate. And finding those three those three, those three uh, characters were, were big for me. And we've had some great people um, associated with, uh, with the program that, that have wanted to start a program and have understood that you know, they're, they're the first step in, in this process and building a program. And they're excited. And everyone on our team that, we, that we've recruited and uh, that we will continue to recruit you know, will hopefully meet those, those characteristics. And, and, and we couldn't be more excited about that. And with starting a program comes with having somewhere to compete. And you guys have have, now have a brand new facility in Terre Haute that uh, the community there will all be able to take advantage of, including the Indiana State program. Talk about that new facility that you guys have in Terre Haute and and what that's going to be like for you guys to compete there. Yeah, it's actually, um, it was built by the Vigo County School Corporation. And uh, they had some older pools in in the community at the high schools. They they want to shut down and build a brand new facility. And we're lucky enough to to be in that facility as well, not only having all of our afternoon practices, but also having all of our dual meets there. Um, Our our morning practices will be uh, on campus uh, at our our facility there. And so, you know, the facility is a 50-meter pool, 10-lane, with 1-meter and 3-meter diving diving boards. And... uh, you know, it, it, we're gonna we're hoping that it's gonna help stimulate the economy and, and, and bring the Missouri Valley Conference Championships to town, uh, hopefully in the future. And so, you know, it, it's a state of the art facility, and uh, hopefully we can we can host it and and have some some fast times for everyone in the valley. Now, I've got the chance to talk to you a couple times here as we've been at Carbondale this week for the championship. Tell folks a little about your background, uh, not only uh, getting into the coaching uh, ranks, but your background as a competitor as well. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm originally from Oregon, and I grew up uh, with my father being a coach, and swimming was part of my life. And so I was lucky enough to go from Oregon, um, you know, after I competed in the 2000 Olympic trials, I'd go right into college at uh, Indiana University. And uh, from there, um, had a great swimming career at IU, um, surrounded by some great, some great student athletes uh, and friends. And so, you know, from from there, I, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And I always enjoyed coaching. I obviously love swimming. And so, going from from IU down to uh, Louisiana State University and becoming a graduate assistant down there and earning my master's degree was was an amazing process. And it was fairly similar. Um, at LSU, it was a whole new staff coming in, and so we really had to build from from scratch. Uh, and we were lucky enough to get some some great student athletes to buy into what we wanted to do with the changes, and became a top twenty five program on the men's and women's side. And then uh, you know from there, for me, it was to try and venture out and become an assistant coach on my own. And I was lucky enough to get that opportunity by uh, TJ in the University of Wyoming. Um, Tom Johnson, the head coach at Wyoming, uh, a great mentor and friend. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be there two years as, as the assistant coach and four years as the associate head coach. And we sent multiple people to NCAAs, and, and uh, they're continuing to do well at the, Missouri, uh, the Mountain West Conference uh, this same weekend. So it's nice to see them doing well. And then, you know, obviously having the opportunity to, to create a program at Indiana State was something that not too many people get to do and so it was an opportunity that presented itself and and i couldn't be 
happier with with our with our success so far. Obviously, we have a long way to go, um, but I think everyone's everyone's on the same page, uh, you know, with me as far as recruits, administration, and we're excited to move forward. All right, you've been here uh, checking out the the conference championship meet this weekend. I guess I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen so far and what's impressed you and sort of uh, what's got you excited for being able to be here in competition mode next year. Well, I'm just excited. There's some great, great competition. Um, you know, obviously out of every program, you know, the two that are duking it out right now, uh, Missouri, Missouri State and Southern Illinois, uh, you know, are very strong, but there's some, some great programs that are up and coming. And, uh, you know, with the new coach at Illinois State and um, Northern Iowa coming on strong, I- I'm excited, you know, to be a part of the pro- to be a part of the conference and, uh, and schedule dual meets with, with, with the majority of the conference and, and uh, work our way towards, towards the 2017 uh, Missouri Valley Conference Championships next year. It, it sounds awkward to say it, but it's going to be here before we all know it. These things sort of come around real quick. Yeah, it's going to be really quick. And so, you know, with, with scheduling dual meets and having recruits out, it's going to be here before we know it. But I know we've got a we've got a great group of young women that are excited to be a part of something new. And you know, I've told them I've told them all I can guarantee one thing: next year we will break every school record. Uh, that we that, that we're able to do, and so it's, it's just going to be a, a fun a fun way to grow, and and uh, you know hopefully hopefully we'll uh, be raring to go when we get here. And we we got to get you some gear with the Valley logo on it now. Oh yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> you know I want to represent not only Indiana State well but the, the uh, Missouri Valley Conference Wells. You know, so welcome to the Valley. Thanks so much for uh, being on, and we'll uh, look forward to next year. Yeah, well thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's Matt Leach, head coach, Indiana State Swimming and Diving. Stay tuned. We'll have more here on Inside the Valley Podcast. Hey, Hoops fans. Missouri Valley Conference women's basketball is coming to the Quad Cities. Don't miss the 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Women's Basketball Championship, March 10th through 13th at the iWireless Center in the Quad Cities, presented by Aetna. Single game tickets start at $10. Visit MVCQuadCities.com for more information. That's MVCQuadCities.com. Kind of weird that we've already had our first winter championship and our next one is right around the corner. Uh, And it's not basketball. It is not the men's basketball tournament. The 2016 Missouri Valley Conference Indoor Track and Field Championship uh, takes place February 27-28 at the UNI Dome, a permanent site for the Valley there. Northern Iowa always does a great job hosting that event and taking care of our teams at the Dome in Cedar Falls. Um, All that action for the second consecutive year, uh, proudly, uh, will be on the Valley on ESPN3 and the Watch ESPN app. Uh, the folks at UNI, along with Webstream Productions, did a great job uh, last year getting that going. And this year will be back on. Uh, the Valley track and field has been uh, spectacular in the past, uh, especially in the outdoors. But the indoors is sort of where they get their warm-up. Uh, we always have some tremendous field uh, competitors going to the NCAAs and things like that. Um, and we hope that that can happen this year for the, not only the outdoors, but also the indoors as well. Um, so those student-athletes... Uh, on display coming up this coming weekend, uh, February 27, 28 in Cedar Falls with the Indoor Track and Field Championship, getting started on Saturday with the uh, pentathlon, uh, all that running through. I think it roughly 
will begin about nine or 10 and they go for the uh, duration of the day. Uh, we'll wrap up around uh, five or six ish. And then in Sunday, uh, the, the action is fast and furious. I've been there for it, especially when you get to those uh, running events, it happens quickly and it's, it's very exciting. Um, and, and just like swimming, they will end on relays. They will end on the four by 400 meter relays um, going into uh, deciding the indoor champion. We will have champion for men and women both sides. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. Wichita State's had a pretty good indoor year. Uh, Northern Iowa's had some uh, athletes of the week as well. Southern Illinois is always very good as well. Um, so it'll be fun to see how uh, that works out. And uh, please just to have that on uh, the Valley on ESPN3 for the second consecutive year so fans can check out the indoor track and field championship this coming weekend. And also, I want to be sure to promote uh, the Valley is also asking fans to vote on their favorite men's tournament moments. Uh, We've been asking for votes for four different segments. We started out with 1977 to 1986. Uh, Then we went on to 1987 to 1996, 1997 to 2006. And now we're in the last week, 2007 to 2015. So this is right up your alley, sir. I know you, you might have a favorite memory here, so you think about it while I'm talking about this. Um, but hop on archmatters.com slash MVC Tourney Moments. Uh, you can register to win uh, a tw- 2017 Arch Madness prize package that's got all session tickets, uh, VIP passes. You get uh, a hotel stay as well, three-night hotel stay for uh, next year's tournament when you register and you vote for your favorite moment. Um, some of those moments from, uh, the previous week, 1997, uh, through 2006 include, uh, Lennox Rogers of Drake, uh, 1998, Dan Muller, the Redbirds getting the job done there. Uh, a number of moments from the Creighton Blue Jays. They've also won the tournament a number of times in the past, uh, Indiana state 2001 and so on and so forth. So, uh, hop on there, vote for your favorite moment, then register. You can win, uh, Arch Madness prize pack for 2017. So, Sir, to, I'm, I'm going to guess actually what I think your favorite tournament moment is. I, I think I think it's probably too easy, but but go, well, go ahead. Actually, it might not be because okay. Since since you've got ties to both you and I and Drake, but I'm going to guess I'm going to just guess 2008, the Bulldogs, the magical run, Adam Emmenecker. Is that your year? You know, I was I was going to try and and really over glorify you and I last year. Um, but but that that 2008 Arch Madness was incredible. I mean the 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 basketball that Adam Emenecker when he he finally got that shot to to sort of take on that leadership role for the Bulldogs and that performance, especially in the context of recent history in Drake University basketball, that that is 100 percent my vote. <laughs> that's that's my one shining moment, Derek. <laughs> nice, nice. No, the Panthers have obviously had some great years as well, not counting last year. Uh, with Seth Tuttle and Gang, 2010, 2009. Uh, actually, it was funny when uh, the Panthers uh, won, I, I guess, two weekends ago. Uh, uh, who was it? It was not Ali Farouk Vanesh. I keep trying to th- – I think it was Kajo Halegba was tweeting. And uh, he. I tweeted out a uh, video the promote Arch Madness, and he tweeted back at the Valley, best tournament bar none out there. <laughs> and I found a photo of him, and I said, "Hey, you're part of the history, man. You've you've done it before with oh, the Panthers." Yeah. And he was like, "This is why I love the Valley. This is why I love the Valley." I'm like, "No, 
he's one of the reasons why our fans love it because of the way these guys play and they have played uh, not only in the regular season and non-conference, but at the tournament, it's always fun. So, uh, and you're coming this year, right? You told me you were coming, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hotels booked. We're, we're set to go. Yeah, we are, uh, less than gosh, it's about two weeks away now. It's, it's coming so fast. So, uh, if you folks are not ready, you might as well get ready because I'm, I'm guessing now with, with the way the regular season turned out, uh, a lot of ups and downs and peaks and valleys, no pun intended, but uh, sort of how that feeling that folks think anyone can beat anybody, and, and it kind of leaves a little bit up for grabs to see uh, uh, how the seeding work out, especially if you want to stay on the opposite side of the bracket from Wichita State and uh, hopefully the, hope that they get knocked off or that you could, don't have to meet them into the final. So uh, Arch Madness could be quite the journey this year. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So – before we uh, conclude, I want to be sure to remind everybody, this year in Arch Madness for, t- for television, uh, opening round Thursday and, and quarterfinals on uh, Friday, the, the two games on Thursday and the four games on Friday are on the NBC TV network. That's Fox Sports Midwest, Fox Sports Indiana, Kansas City, uh, Comcast Sports Net Chicago. And if you're outside, if you're outside of the Valley State, so if you're outside of Kansas, outside of Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa, you can get it on ESPN3. Uh, but if you want to watch online, if you do not have the Fox Sports uh, networks and you want to watch online, Fox Sports Go. Fox Sports Go. They have an app, or you can go to foxsportsgo.com. Um, that is your way to watch online. Um, and then the semifinals, the semifinals on uh, Saturday and the championship game on Sunday, there's a time change. The semifinals on Saturday are an hour later. So we're 2.30 and 5. We used to be 1.30 and 4. Those games are 2.30 p.m. and 5 p.m. this year. Um, and the championship game at uh, the same time on Sunday, but those games are on the games on Saturday on CBS Sports Network. Um, and then the game, the championship game on Sunday is on CBS Sports, the main CBS. So I want to be sure folks knew uh, our TV is a little bit different for this year, uh, but there are multiple ways of watching. And if you are not buying a ticket, which you should just be buying a ticket and joining us anyway at Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, but uh, just a little different. But, of course, always archmanis.com. Click on the uh, Tournament Central button. Uh, that'll be updated once we know the seeds after next weekend uh, as the regular season wraps up um, and, and the brackets is, sets up. Uh, obviously, you can stay tuned to social media and everything like that. We'll have everything set up and ready to go for the uh, 2016 version of Arch Madness. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, signing off, that's it for Derek Dock and for Joey Spivey. Any final thoughts, sir? Uh, I guess just one one real quick thing. I know we're still in basketball season, and baseball is sort of in its infancy, but uh, props to, to Dallas Baptist, who who swept the Iowa Hawkeyes this yep, weekend. Yep, yep. Baseball is off and running. There's, there's a lot to get into. Baseball and softball both playing lots of games right now. We're in that weird crossover season. We had Dallas Baptist came out with the fire, as did Missouri State as well. Jake Berger. Uh, two hit two home runs on uh, Saturday. I believe he hit one on Friday as well. They just for all over uh, the Missouri State Bears played Central Arkansas Bears. So, but uh, don't have the complete rundown of those of the weekend's games yet. But uh, we'll have Player of the Week for baseball coming up this coming week, uh, as well as the second week of softball as well. So uh, it's a lot going on right here, and and we'll we'll be able to jump even more into. Uh, baseball and softball as the spring rolls on but uh 
hopefully those teams can keep it up and uh, we can make some noise and continue to make noise in the non-conference part of the uh, season before conference play starts so we can get some positive things for the league in terms of RPI and, and set up for an NCAA tournament. All right, folks, thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Inside the Valley podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.